0: so many of us put our hope in other places and other things when Jesus is saying what about us right now here right here on earth as it is in heaven right here and i believe god anybody else like grown weary of prophetic words <laughs> well i'm going to be real honest with you i have because there's so many things that have been lined up in the pocket where you just go, what about those? Right? But let me encourage you in something, okay? Because we can hear all day long, I believe God's gonna do something. I believe God is gonna do something. I believe God is sending revival. I want you to know something, that God is not just sending revival, it is here. It's here. It's right here. You and I right now, we're experiencing it. Okay? Now, the measure of what we want is the measure of what we expect. The measure of what it is we desire is the measure of what he'll pour. So the real question is, how much of God do you really want? How much of Jesus do you really want? I think this morning, now look, I'm all about hearing God's word, and we're going to get into it because I'm going to talk to you this morning about declarations. And why we do declaring, okay? So like, for instance, lately we've been doing uh, tithing and offering declarations. We didn't do one today, okay? But lately we've been doing tithing and offering declarations. There's power in our words, Amen. amen? There's power when we believe and when we speak into what God has already planted. And I just think here this morning that some of us need to come and repent before the Lord. We need to repent in our heart for not truly believing. See, we can have good doctrine, but wrong beliefs. What do I mean by that? I'm not talking about your doctrinal ways, the way you think about stuff. It's how you believe in what you actually say you believe in and what I say I believe in. Do we believe that God is here? Okay, so when I ask those questions, okay, let me train you a little bit. There should be an amen response from you because that says that you truly believe. So do you believe that God is here? Good, thank you. Because he's not somewhere else. He's not in another city. He's not just somewhere in another church. We can only go to this place and that place. If we could just have another prophetic conference, man, God would really move Look, I'm down for all those things, but what about right now? What about right now? Does God want to move right now with no special speaker, with no guest worship pastor, with just us, just me and you, just us seeking after the heart of God? Will he move and does he want to move and do you want him to move? Yeah, because if we want him to move, then we're going to come expecting him to do something. So I was praying for church this weekend. I believe that we need to renounce and repent a few things and repent from a few things. In my heart, I felt that there's people here disappointed with God. Now, I wrote this two weeks ago. Sorry, a week ago. I'm not gonna ask you to raise your hand. All I'm gonna say is if this is you and you've been disappointed with God lately, now, normally I would sit here and try to give you some. Oh, don't worry, he's with you. He's always with you. He's never left you or forsaken you. Look, I can't convince you any longer. It has to be the Spirit of God. And if you've been disappointed with him, you need to repent. What do I mean by repent? I'm not talking about feeling sorry for it. I'm talking about changing your mind. I'm talking about the transformation of your mind. We need to repent. We need to renounce that off of your life because if we continue to be disappointed with God, then we'll continue to be disappointed with everything else around us. Your spouse, your family, your life, your work, your car. Oh, my car, Right? So let's do that right now. Let's repent if you've been disappointed with him. Father, right now in Jesus' name, I come before you And I ask you to forgive me for not trusting you. I ask you to forgive me for not fully aligning my belief with my doctrine. God, I ask you to forgive me, Jesus, for not having the fullest faith that you will take care and resolve the circumstance that I'm in. So right now, in Jesus' name, I repent, and I turn away from disappointment, and I turn my eyes to you. In Jesus' name. Also felt that there are some people here struggling with believing God when he says something, that we've had a lack of faith. For not truly embracing your identity in Christ, who God really calls you, who God says you are. Look, these are the things that make up and walk as we walk with the Lord. These are the things. Not just trying to be a good person. Not just trying to live a good life. You know, you could try all you want to, but if it doesn't come from within here, it really doesn't, it's not gonna have the impact that you so desire. Most of us are concerned with our behavior when God really wants your heart. Come on, Somebody. When God wants you on the inside, he wants everything in here to fully believe in what he says, to fully believe. And I'm telling you right now, these are the things that I have to remind myself of. These are the things that I have to weekly, monthly say, okay, Jake, listen, we're gonna align ourselves with what you say in the word of God, and we're gonna align ourselves with what you say about or what you say over me and we're gonna speak those and we're gonna declare those, amen? See, a declaration, what a declaration is, according to your dictionary, is to say something in a solemn and empathetic way, to acknowledge possession. You declare, this is what it is, I declare, right? (laughs) We got a running joke in our family that that we're declares, we're declares, we declare and then something should just happen, right? Declare, it just should happen, right? Let me encourage you today that God has given you and me the power in our words. The tongue, this thing right here inside of you, as I remember right, it's the strongest muscle in your body. Is that right? I don't know, I think my biceps are, but I'm just saying. (laughs) Not really. The tongue is the most powerful weapon that you have inside of you. It's so powerful that you can actually steer the course of your life like a ship. In James chapter 3, verses 4 through 5, you can go there right now. James chapter 3, verses 4 through 5. I don't have it up on the screen, so I hope you brought your Bibles with me, with you. James chapter 3, verses 4 through 5, it says this: it says, Look at the ships also. Though they are so large and are driven by strong winds, they are guided by a very small rudder whenever the will of the pilot directs. So also the tongue is a small member, yet it boasts of great things. How great a forest is set ablaze by such a small fire. So the Word of God depicts your tongue as the rudder to your life, as the thing that steers the ship as a thing that can direct it where it wants to go. This thing inside of your mouth, your voice, your tongue is extremely powerful. It's a powerful weapon to either use against the enemy and for your life, or you're going to partner with the enemy over your life. Either which one... We're gonna do one of those two things. There's no middle ground when it comes to the words that come out of our mouth. Even if they're flippant, guess what? Those flippant words that we say over ourselves or over somebody else become contracts with the enemy and the enemy then takes those contracts and begins to bring imprisonment over your life and over theirs. Everything that happens right here Happens because God gave us the power to use our words to direct, the, to direct the ship of our life. See, declaration and declaring is not positive confession. I know we want to believe that, okay? There's a whole thing about positive, we just positive confess, right? It's not positive confession, although it should be positive in your life. Okay, it's not just positive confession. Some people teach and they preach this that it's just like if you say it, it will happen. We call those the blab it and grab it gospel. (laughs) If I say it, it will just happen. No, let me encourage you. Declaration is an unlocked revelation of the written and spoken word of God over your life. And when you speak this out, what it does is it aligns your soul to live out that reality in that word. That's what declaration is. See, we have to remember that your soul, when I say your soul, your soul is made up into three parts your mind, your will, and your emotions. Your spirit is the thing that Jesus connects with, it's the thing that becomes reborn. Okay, your spirit. But sometimes our soul, our mind will, and emotions, look, we gotta get that sucker in line with what God wants and says over us. Sometimes we just gotta just say it. We gotta believe it. We gotta believe what we're saying. Not just have it in the word of God and say, this is what it just says. No, it's gotta resonate here. It has to be a revelation in your heart that becomes unlocked. So that way when you speak it and you say it over your life, you say it and you speak it with confidence knowing that he thinks and believes that way about you. See, declaring the written word of God and spoken word of God over your lives doesn't give us the right not to be responsible with our lives. Just because you say it doesn't mean that it will automatically happen. It just means that you believe first before you actually understand what's going on because that's how faith works. Faith doesn't work when you understand Faith works before you understand and you step out and you begin to declare that over your life and over your family and over your finances and over everything that's going on in your life. You hear the word of God and you speak it out as if it were. But it's not happening, I know. I know it's not. But I don't see it taking place, I know. Stop being disappointed with God and let your believer right in here match what he says. And begin to speak that out Amen. Yeah. declare the Word of God but it doesn't mean that we have lack of responsibility here's what I mean by that it doesn't necessarily mean that we declare over our car that it's going to be filled with gas every single time we get in you run out of gas because you didn't put gas in your car I'm not saying you shouldn't pray. I'm not saying you shouldn't lay your hands on that sucker and do it. But what I'm saying is, is have some responsibility with the words that God speaks over your life and begin to live accordingly as he sees you. Be responsible, be active in the word over your life. We believe first, then we understand later. The reality is that most of us We're already declaring a word over our lives, we just kind of really don't know it. We're already declaring a word over our lives. You already have the power of declaration operating in your life, and you really just don't know it. Because we say things like this I'll always lack, and I'll never have enough. Guess what? That's a declarative word. (sighs) I'll never have enough. I'm always going to be poor. I'm always going to always need something. That's just how my life is. You're declaring a word over your life so your tongue becomes the rudder to your ship. And you begin to set the course of your life in lack. So yeah, are you ever going to see prosperity and abundance in your life? No. Why? Because you don't believe that God wants you to have that over you. I'm not talking about buying yachts and airplanes. If I ever become a traveling pastor and minister, I'm going to ask and raise money for a hot air balloon. (laughs) Wouldn't that be the coolest thing, just rolling with a hot air balloon? (laughs) I'm not talking about any of that. Praise God for those people who do that. No, 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 don't condemnation, any of that kind of stuff. But when you... And I, when we speak these things that we'll never have enough, the course of our life sets that direction. And therefore, we will see that follow us. You see what I'm saying? We'll see that word follow us. Of course, we're going to live in lack because we say that we are. We say things like this, I'll never get over this sickness. Why do you think by faith this morning, we declared, I've seen cancer disappear. I've seen mental health restored. I've seen families and prodigals come back. By faith, we speak it, even though it may not be happening, but by faith, we say these things and we declare. Why? Because it is our believer in here that says it. We gotta get this right. We have to see this work right here in our hearts. Because if not, the people and the children of God will be less than God what God has called them to be. And I'm telling you right now, he's not coming back for some wimpy bride. He's coming back for a powerful, pure, spotless bride. And we better start thinking that way about ourselves. We better start getting passionate and expecting God to show up. We better start thinking that way because if we don't, we're going to miss Jesus when he passes by. And I don't want to miss him. I declare. (laughs) Hello, we're good. We say things like it's never going to work. Oh, that'll never work. (laughs) That'll never work I know the steps don't work, Corey It's all good That'll never work That'll never work We say things like that, that'll never work Of course it ain't gonna work My kids are the worst (laughs) My kids, oh my kids Oh my kids No wonder why you don't have a good relationship With your kids because you speak like doo-doo over them. Sorry, excuse my bathroom language. Look, instead of being upset and frustrated with your kids, why don't you speak life into your children? It's the reason why this generation is losing out on their identity because the world is speaking that over them. The world, the culture is directing the, 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 the rudder of their lives and their existence because parents are taking the back seat. Parents are taking a back seat to this. And we're going, oh no. I'm done with this. And we say things that are just so crazy and wild. And parents take a back seat. Look, it's time to step up to the front lines and declare over your children who they are declare that they are a mighty man i said that on purpose of god declare over them that they are mighty women of god start saying it to them i don't know i don't want them to i just want them to express themselves and feel however they want to feel no look you direct the rudder and their lives right now right now they're looking to you parents speak it say it do it it's time We say things like, I'll never be able to do that. I'm just too shy. I'm just too shy. I can't tell people about Jesus. I'll never fill in the blank, or I'm just a fill in the blank. Most of us already are declaring over our lives. But the problem is, is that we're declaring the enemy's words over us rather than what God is speaking over us. Think about this. Your life, I want you to just picture your life for a moment. I heard somebody say this this week and it was so good. He said, it's, it's fair for us to have be introspective. But have you ever gone deep inside of your life and really came out victorious? Not really because you really look at all the bad stuff in your life, Right. But I want you to think about this for a second. Your life, are you a drama magnet? Do the vultures of drama circle your life all the time? Does it always feel like you're in the middle of something? Does it always feel like you're in a battle or you're in a struggle? Come on, somebody. Does it always feel, look, that's not God's plan for you. Yes, you are a victorious person, and I believe that we are peppered with struggles and battles along the way, but make no mistake about it, I am not a drama magnet, I am not somebody with a vulture circle, I am somebody who stands up in the rightful place in the King of Kings right now to say, I am victorious, and nothing can come against me, nothing can come against me, but woe is me, and all of a sudden, drama just follows you. Everywhere you go, you can change locations. You can move to another house. You can move to another place. You can change your job. But no, make no mistake about it, that that drama will follow you. Why? Because what we speak is what follows us. I don't know about you, but in this Bible, this thing that we claim to believe in, it doesn't say, drama will follow all those who believe. No. Doesn't say that. It says, signs and wonders will follow everyone who believes. Signs and wonders will follow everyone who believes. We have good doctrine, but our beliefs are not centered around who Jesus says about us. That's a good word. See, one of the main reasons why we declare the negative so much without even knowing it, is our identity doesn't line up with God. We really don't value what the Father says about us. We rely on the opinions of others to guide our ship. We rely on the opinions of others to guide our ship. You see, our our identity sets the tone for all we do and become. Christians who live out of who they really are cannot be crippled by the opinions of others. They don't work to fit into other people's expectations, but they burn with the realization of who the Father says that they are. That's who we are. And let me ask you this question, and you answer this honestly in your heart. Is what God says about you burning within your heart? Do you wake up thinking about it? Do you think about it during the day when you're at work, when somebody comes to you at work at your job and you feel the pressure from your job, right? Do you think of it, oh my gosh, I'm no good. I'm never gonna amount to anything. I'm not gonna be able to complete this. Or do you think and do you believe and do you say, no, I burn with what God says about me because out of the abundance of the heart, not only does your mouth speak, but you walk and you live. Romans chapter 8, verses 15. You can just write that reference down. It's in the rocket fire here. Romans 8, 15 says, For you have not received a spirit of slavery leading to fear again, but you have received a spirit of adoption as sons by which we cry out, Abba Father. Ha ha. You're not a slave anymore, but you're a son. Come on. You've been brought into the family. You're not a slave outside of the doors. No, you're in the room. And Jesus is saying, come with me, eat at the table with me. That's what he's saying over you. Romans chapter 8, verse 16 says, the spirit himself testifies with our spirit that we are children of God. That we are children of God. That's what your word says. Now let this word now become a revelation inside of your heart. Let it become unlocked, and therefore speak that over your life. I am a child of God. Come on, somebody, let's say that together. I am a child of God. You are a child of God. You are not a slave no longer. You're a child of God. Galatians chapter 4, verse 6. Because you are sons, God has set forth the spirit of his Son, into our hearts, crying, Abba, Father. Are you guys picking up what I'm laying down here? When we walk and live our lives as a son of God, as a child of the Most High, reborn into his kingdom, why in the world would we ever think anything less of ourselves? Why would we think why? Here's why we do that. It's because we truly don't believe what our doctrine says. We don't believe what our word says. They're just mere words. But God wants to change your believer into saying, I am a son or a daughter. I'm a child of God. See, living from a place of sonship in the Father will set the course of your heart to operate, move, and have your being. When we try to live only from our brain, <laughs> From our knowledge, from our mind, when the winds start to blow, when the circumstances happen in your life, when the doctor report comes in and it's not good, when the son that you've been praying for doesn't come to Jesus and they're still addicted, when those things happen in your life, if we only live with our mind, we're going to be swayed by it. But when God has truly captured our hearts, we will live in the foundation that I am a child of God. When we live out of the revelation that I am a son of God, our thoughts have to submit to the revelation, and eventually it will align. You'll begin to see yourself speaking like Jesus speaks about you. I want you to imagine this for a second. Right now, right now, Let's just say, I don't believe this, okay? Because I think Jesus is right here in the room. Let's just put it to you this way. Let's say that Jesus himself right now is sitting in the chair next to you. What do you think he's saying about you? Think about that for a second. What do you think he says about you? What do you think he's thinking about you right now? think about how powerful that is. Do you really think that he's thinking that you're a screw-up? Do you think he's sitting in the chair next to you going, oh man, you'll never amount to the potential that I gave you. Do you think he's saying, you've lost it. You're done. You'll never get it back. Do you really think that he's saying that you're too far gone? Do you think that he's saying about you that you're not attractive enough? Do you think he's saying about you that you're not smart enough? Do you really think that he's saying that you're not smart enough for him? Do you really think that he's disappointed and he goes, your life didn't turn out the way that I planned it? Do you really think that he's saying that about you right now? He's whispering that in your ear right now? Do you think that he's saying to you that he's disappointed with you? Do you think that he's saying that you're not athletic enough? Do you think that he's really saying to you that you're not handsome enough or that you're not pretty enough? Do you think that he's really saying over you, man, if you can just be more prophetic, then I could really use you. Do you think that he's really saying over you right now? If you can just be like so-and-so, everything would work out great. He's not saying any of that over you. (laughs) Come on. Let's align our thoughts with what he's saying over us. And what he's saying over you is that I see you. I know you. I created you. You are loved. You are well taken care of. You will never lack. You will never need anything else. You are pretty enough. You are handsome enough. You are prophetic enough. You are a king. You are a son. You are a daughter of mine. He's saying over you right now. He's leaning over. He's got his arm over your shoulder, and he's saying, hey, guess what? I'm super proud of you. I'm more proud of you than anybody else in the room. That's what he's saying over you right now. So, can we speak that over our lives and stop living in yesterday's past? Can we speak it right now and say, Jesus, I know that you are with me. I am a child of God. <laughs> So let's align ourselves with what he's saying over us. It's time that we learn how to talk like a prince and not a pauper. You guys know what a pauper is? I'm not talking about a jalapeno pauper. (laughs) A pauper, in your dictionary, says a very poor person. It's time to learn. (laughs) that I am royalty. You are royalty. You deserve the robe of righteousness. Hmm. (laughs) I hear you, Pastor Jake, but I so don't feel like it. Then let the mouth become the, the rudder to your ship right now, and you speak it out like it's inside of you. You say it out. You declare it like it's inside of you right now. Say, I am a son of God. Come on. I am a child of God. Ha ha. Huh. The most simple way to be and stay encouraged is to feast on what God is doing and not what He hasn't done. And if you can't see what He's doing, feed on what He's done for you in the past. Feed on what he's done for you in the past. So let's practice a few declarations. Everyone should have got one of these. If you didn't, just raise your hand real quick. I want to make sure that we do that. April, can you help me? And ushers, are they all handed out? Okay, we printed more. Uh, uh, Leaders, help me out here. Come on, just jump up and help April here. Board, that's you. (laughs) Staff, that's you. (laughs) Wherever you're at. Let's help April out here to get this stuff uh, distributed here. I want everyone to have one of these because we're going to practice some declarations over our lives. Yeah, 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 that's that's good too. Thanks. You can play some music back there real soft, Stephen, thank you. This is a million-dollar message because it's worth everything if we believe this. Hmm. Okay, are we ready? I'm going to practice a few. These are 25 beliefs to declare. Once we go about halfway through, there's a. There's a headline there that says decision-making. Everyone see that? Okay. We're going to say that together out loud. Ready? I am a great decision-maker and attach faith to every decision I make. How many believe that? Let's say it one more time. I am a great decision-maker and attach faith to every decision I make. Do you believe it? Do you believe it? Am I saying you're gonna not make you're not gonna make mistakes? Of course you are, but guess what? You are a great decision maker, and you attach faith to every decision that you make. <laughs> Let's go a couple more down here. Follow through in, in integrity. You guys see that one? Let's say that together. I make commitments with forethought, and I do follow through on what I say I will do. These are beliefs about ourselves because this is how God sees you. This is what God is whispering over your, in your ear right now. Let's say it again. I make commitments with forethought and I follow through on what I say I will do. Let's go down a couple more here to hope. I believe, hold on, before I say, it, before we, that was good, you guys are awesome, but I wanna say something real quick about hope. I believe that we have become the most hopeless generation. But let me tell you, we're in for a hope revival. We're in for a hope revival. We look around, and maybe even you yourselves have declared this over this generation, they're hopeless. You better suck those words back in. You better repent of those and start declaring over this generation that they are hope-filled. So let's say it together. I believe the future will be better than the present, and I have power to help it make it so. Let's say it one more time. I believe the future will be better than the present, and I have the power to help make it so. Hope. Isn't that good? Let's do a couple more. You guys okay with that? This was one of my favorite. It's like it's on, it's on identity. I am not who my past says I am. I am who God says I am. I said that one for five weeks straight. Let's say it one more time. This is your identity. I am not who my past says I am. I am who God says I am. Let's do two more. Turn your page over. Right at the very top, there's one there about joy and laughter. Ready? Ready? I have strength and longevity because I consistently activate joy and laughter in my life. I know it says active, but it's activate. Let's say it one more time. I have strength and longevity because I consistently activate joy and laughter in my life. So let's just practice joy right now. Remember, by faith. Okay? And let's just give a good faith filled laugh. <laughs> Come on, everybody together, like you, 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 we go. Us Midwesterners, man, we don't know how to have fun. We can only have fun if we have a few beers in us. Come on, let's just get intoxicated with God's presence, and then maybe we can loosen up a little bit. <laughs> we are Oktoberfest. Come on, somebody. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, okay, 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 okay. Let's get serious now. Let's go down a couple more. Spiritual laws. Button up your shirt. I honor God's spiritual laws. Therefore, I increase in favor, finance, health, and happiness. <laughs> Those are God's spiritual laws. Let's say it one more time together. I honor God's spiritual laws. Therefore, I increase in favor, finance, health, and happiness. And that's just a few. This is what Jesus died for on the cross. This is why he resurrected on the third day. So you and I can walk in the place of our identity and who he paid the price for. Thought of something. Oh no, Pastor Jake, what are you going to do now? I'm calling the church right now to a three week fast. I can't fast for three weeks. Sure, you can. Because we're going to fast negativity. And we're going to feast on the declarations. So every morning I want to invite you and challenge you to take this little word home. And every morning when you wake up, you're gonna have this on the mirror in your bathroom because it's the first place we go to when we wake up. At least I do. Man, I got full of potty talk today. We're gonna look at week one or day one adaptability. We're going to say that out loud. And your spouse and be like, what did you say? You're going to go, I will thrive no matter what happens. And we're not going to be negative over our lives for the next three weeks. You guys ready to do this? Do you think we can? Do you think you can? I think you can. Why? Because I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. good is this, huh? Wait till you start getting to the financial ones. Because you're going to go, uh, but what about inflation? You think God in heaven is going home. Well, I see the United States and they're going to have a bad inflation rise. No, nah, he's going, he's saying this because why? Because his word never ceases to be truth. And his word says this, Yo, I own a cattle on thousands of hills. You will never lack in resources. I know we read it, but do we believe it? Mm. You guys ready to go on a three week fast? Negativity. Declare the word We're not talking about positive confession We're talking about positive declaration Over your life Man this is good isn't it I can just sit right here And soak in this all day long The Lord himself right now promised me That he was going to be here today He says Jacob I'm going to show up today I hope he comes every week Right? (laughs) But like I said earlier, God everywhere is not the same as God is here. How do I know that? It's because when we finally open our spiritual eyes to see what he's doing, we know that he's in the room. And I'm here to tell you right now that he's walking up and down these aisles, riding between your seats, and he's saying to you and to me, he's going, will you walk as I walk? Will you talk on what I say? Will you speak over your life and over this generation, over your circumstance? (laughs) Look, there's so many things that we can't control that we get hot and bothered about. Oh my gosh, the economy. Oh my gosh, political. Oh my gosh, all this kind of stuff. Look, I'm down for that. Let's speak the kingdom of God into those things. But what about tomorrow when you wake up in the morning and you gotta go to a job that you have a tough time with? What are your life's gonna be like? What are you going to say? Why are you going to live? How are you going to conduct yourself? Will you be swayed by the air and the culture over your workplace? Or are you going to go in there and make a difference? Just sharing with you my heart. You are a prince. And you're not a pauper. You're not a very poor person. And I'm not talking about finances. I'm talking about your spirit. You are no lack. The Bible says, come to me, all you are heavy laden and burdened, and I will give you rest. Blessed are those who are hungry and thirst after righteousness, for they shall be filled. Not won't be, not might be. No, they will be filled. But your hunger and your desire has to match the pot of which he's pouring out. So, Father, I love you. You are for us. You're not against us. You are with us. And you're not far away. So this morning, I declare that we are children of the Most High God. And that we will forever walk like it. With our heads raised high, knowing who we are, confident in the Christ, the Anointed One in us. That when we pray for somebody we will see healings. Why? Because they follow us. They are the trail that I leave when I walk in your kingdom. I honor you today. The sickness in my body does not belong in me. The hurts and pains that we have just grown comfortable with, they are not mine to carry. The arthritis The bad foot, the bad knee that we just say is how it's going to be, they're not for me to carry. Why? Because you took it for us on the cross. In Jesus' name. On earth as it is in heaven. (laughs) Every head bowed and every eyes closed, I'm going to ask one question here today. Two questions, actually. First question is this. Is there anybody here this morning that says, Pastor?